This podcast of Out to Lunch is made possible by FSC Interactive, an online marketing agency specializing in social media, paid search, and search engine optimization. FSC-focused smart communications empowers customers to take control of their online brands. More at fscinteractive.com. Smart is their middle name. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. In the New Orleans entrepreneurial community, there's a conversation that comes up fairly regularly. It's speculation about who's going to be the first company in the new wave of startups to break out, to hit the big time, to be our version of Google, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, one of the company names that surfaces near the top of everybody's list is Federated Sample. I'll say that again, Federated Sample. There's a fair chance you're saying to yourself, I've never heard of it. And if you've got a few minutes to spend with me right now, I'll introduce you to Patrick Comer. He's the co-founder and CEO of Federated Sample. And we'll find out just what's going on at one of New Orleans' fastest-growing companies. Uh, Patrick, welcome out to lunch. Very, very happy to be here. Thanks. Uh, Kerry Kirby heads up another local startup contender for Big Deal of the Decade. And you're probably equally unfamiliar with Kerry's company, 365 Connect. 365 Connect is an international award-winning online platform that connects apartment building owners, property managers, renters, and leaseholders and keeps them connected. Kerry, welcome out to lunch. It's great to be here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, I normally introduce my guests by giving a quick description of what their company does. And you may have noticed I didn't do that for you, Patrick. Uh, I know you're involved in market research. I'm assuming that's where the sample and federated sample comes from. That's right. <laughs> and I know you must be doing something that nobody else is doing to be growing as fast as you are. But it all looks very technical and technologically sophisticated so as well as doing your job uh, today, I'm going to ask you to do mine and tell us exactly what Federated Sample does. Well, you hit one of the hardest things I have, and part of my job is to actually describe what we do. So this is not a, an unknown challenge that we face. Um, so I'll do the best that I can. Okay. But Federated Sample is in the market research space, and we're the largest marketplace for survey takers for surveys and polls. So if you're a Nielsen or a large market research firm, you're running thousands of polls every single day and you need people to take those surveys, and our job is to run the technology platform that you use to find those people to take all your surveys. So it's a marketplace for survey takers. Wow, so when, when I hear polls, I think uh, political polls, when I hear Nielsen, I think like TV and radio uh, ratings. That's absolutely right. So on any given day, we could run a survey for people who are looking at restaurants in New Orleans, so they need a 1,000 people to take a survey about their favorite restaurant in New Orleans, or maybe doing a survey on pharmaceuticals in Germany. So it can run the global scale and any type of respondent, whether it's a consumer respondent, whether it be B2B or healthcare, all those different types of surveys or polls need people to take them. And our platform is where the market research firms go to find those survey takers. Now, just hearing it from the first time, I would think you're doing the hard part. Is that what it's... We are the nuts and bolts, the actual plumbing of the market research industry. 
And that's part of the reason why we're scaling so quickly is we don't actually run any research. We run no surveys or polls. We're just the technology infrastructure that matches survey takers with potential surveys for them to take. So you don't uh, write the poll, for instance. We uh, do none of that. We do, do, we do no data analysis. We don't tell anybody about the research. We're just the matching engine in the background that no one actually sees. And it's hard to explain because not many people understand how big the market research industry actually is. And to be fair, it's, the, it's actually larger than the video game industry. It's about a $60 billion global industry. When you think about all the market research consultancies, Nielsen, Ipsos, are the big firms that are every single day asking people given questions. And it's our job to find the people that should be answering all those questions. Wow, now Kerry, good news. I understand what 365 <laughs> Connect does, I'm doing better. <laughs> it's a one-stop online tool for the owners of multifamily dwellings uh, to help them find tenants, and more than that, to keep tenants connected to a community, to keep them happy while they're renting, and to in increase the chances of having a happy tenant who will renew a lease when it expires. Now, New Orleans has more apartment buildings coming into commerce than we've probably ever had, but we're not New York, we're not Chicago. What made you come up with this idea and start the company here in New Orleans? <laughs> well, first, I'm, I'm from New Orleans. Oh, good. Uh, uh, I tell people I don't know how to live anywhere else but here. <laughs> Um, so I, I was in the apartment industry. I used to develop and build apartments. And I had an idea in the late 90s of how this could be done easier uh, online. It was just starting to emerge that people were marketing online and, and had a little bit of a, uh, you know, do you really think people would lease an apartment online kind of mentality in the market. So we were early in. We started in 2003. So you, one, of, one of the things I want to point out right away is you were a pre-Katrina. Yes, we were a pre-Katrina. I, I call us a restart because we got obviously interrupted with Katrina and uh, kind of put Humpty Dumpty back together again <laughs> and, and came back out in the market. Um, so today we operate across the entire United States. We have uh, properties we serve coast to coast, so we're, we're everywhere in the United States now as far as customer base. And um, we uh, basically have created a platform just to make it easier for people to, to find apartments online. Apartments have to market constantly because the industry averages you have a 50% turnover rate per year. Oh. Um, so you're always marketing. So we've built a, a way to market online that's more efficient and expensive keep everything updated and consistent across sites. Uh, we built what we call public facing. When you come to the community, we appear to be the website with the pretty pictures and stuff on it. And then we have all the components for someone to apply online, pay that application fee, get sent and get their credit checked, come back and give you a lease now digitally. Of course, things have come a long way since we started 11 years ago. Um, we've also integrated in the social media channels for properties to get their message out. And then we've built the entire side for the resident uh, for them to be able to communicate with management, renew their leases, um, get reminders. We even sent them birthday cards <laughs> <laughs> electronically. <laughs> now, when I'm hearing this story, I'm thinking from a finance perspective, if I own an apartment complex, it's when I've got an empty apartment, that's a disaster for me, right? It's a yes, not only that, but um, the industry stat, because we, we serve larger apartment community, something with a name on it because it needs to be branded for us to market it. And we do s student housing, senior housing, and large apartment communities. So kind of anything attached, it's of scale. Um, so the industry average is it costs $4,000 to turn an apartment unit 
which you know when I first That's saw that number money. come out, it it, it sounds it sounds right. big, um, but it's an industry statistic. And what they do is they take time off market, the turn cost of the unit, paint it, clean the carpet, the marketing time and the labor involved to to bring that mark to bring that back on the market to find another resident onboard them and get them in the unit. Again, it's an, an industry average number. It might not apply to every every market. So okay. we want to close that gap and, and try to create happy residents that are going to stay in those apartments. And I want to compliment you on something, Carrie, is that whenever I go to an event uh, in New Orleans, uh, anything remotely tech, you're there. Yes. Uh, um, is What's going on there? <laughs> well, it seems like some of them, you know, maybe there isn't a business connection, but there's some reason you, you're always there. Right. Um, and you're right. It's things we do we don't actually... Um, it's, it's not a marketing event for us unless somebody happens to show up and say, hey, wow, I own an apartment complex, come <laughs> see me. But I kind of have an initiative. I feel like I was one of the few companies ever to, in New Orleans before it was known for technology. So as we've grown and been able to do more things in a community, uh, we have kind of have a, a pay-it-forward campaign, we mm. call it, and we're sponsoring things such as women in technology, um, Hackathons. Yes, what was uh, that? Like bring a hacker to lunch or something? <laughs> I saw on the, uh, Does the government know you're doing this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not hacking into the government. but uh, It's one of the really interesting things about the New Orleans startup community is how much all the companies try to pay it forward. Really inspired by companies like yours with 365 Connect. But it's something that makes the startup community in New Orleans very special. Uh, none of our members like went to Detroit or go to other places and they realize that the connectedness of the community is not there. They have all the other pieces. They may have the companies, they may have the finance, they may have the other in ingredients, mm -hmm. but they don't have any of what you might call in New Orleans the rue, the connectedness of the people together. And so the community is one of the real strategic advantages that New Orleans has, and it's because of the work that you've done before I even got here that helped create that groundwork. It's really special about this community, this place. You know, one, one of the th stories we hear a lot is that even in the incubators, uh, uh, people are trying to help each other out. It's not yeah. that competitiveness you might see in a Boston or New York or such. Right. It, it's, it's a whole different environment. And here it's just pretty much open and, and people share things, share ideas. And, and we want to, you know, one of the things we want to do is foster that next generation of technology companies that are, you know, have ideas and are coming into the market. And Patrick, let me ask you, with, with your polling and such, a uh, company comes to you, um, you, have, you might have a better idea of who ought to be polled than they do in some sense. Huh? We may have a, a far broader network of people that could be polled. So you may come and only have a, a database or two you could pull from. They may come to us and they get 30 or 40 different databases. So we really expand the, the possibilities for a client to come in and reach, increase the reach they have for who they can actually survey and poll. How did you come up with the idea, and where do you find the uh, respondents? Uh, the crazy part is there are lots of people every day who are willing to take a survey or a poll. <laughs> and so I get the, calls. You get yeah, calls. But what's funny is it used to be called during dinner, and you, you imagine that that has actually gone away. And people think it's because of the do not call list, and that's actually not true. All that polling went online. That's why you're not called anymore. It's actually easier to send you an email, or you might actually be on Facebook and want to play a game and get new currency, and for that currency, you get to take a survey or poll. So all these little tricks and trades that invite a, a person to come in and take a survey, and we've connected our technology, that entire supply chain, all those websites like Facebook or otherwise, where you can earn points or currency or miles to, to take a survey. Wow. Now, y your, your client in this case just wants the data. He doesn't really know how to get it. You know how to get it. We know exactly how to get it. 
Um, so they look at it as an enterprise tool where they can, in the same way that 365 Connects works with an apartment building to run their, their infrastructure, their back end, we do the same thing for market research firms with their surveys and polls. So they'll come to us and say, we need to run 1,000 surveys. We need to run a, a survey every single day for a week. And we'll actually allow them to put that on our platform and then reach out through the Facebook channel and grab those respondents while they're trying to take, uh, while they're on their, uh, their game and pull them into the survey itself. And then wh what do the people uh, do with it? What do, what do the clients do with this data? They do lots of different things. And we Actually, I was talking to a client today about doing a brand tracker. So they want to understand how the advertising they're putting online is actually impacting people's beliefs and views of their brand. So they're going to run a large advertising campaign. They may do it over several weeks. And then they want to test today how people feel about their brand. And then after they see the campaign, how they feel about it after the, after the fact. So they want to understand how their ad campaigns are actually working or are they working in the first place. So they're able to do that much faster now than they could before. They can actually do it almost instantaneously. Now, uh, I'll ask you the, really the same question I asked Carrie. You're doing it from here. Um, why here? Well, to be honest, my wife's from New Orleans. Oh, isn't that the answer to so yes, many? Yes, uh, yes. So I, um, <laughs> I, was, I was not born. I was actually living in Los Angeles before I moved to New Orleans. But um, as, as you well know, if you marry into the family, as it were, you're coming home. So I, I eventually uh, knew I was coming back to New Orleans. And I started Federated Sample out of necessity. I was working for a market research firm in Los Angeles that was sold. And we had built some of the core infrastructure, this core technology, and I realized there was a much broader use case. And I said, well, let's actually build this company, this idea in New Orleans, and it's taken off from there. Wow, we're glad you did. I, um, Carrie, I'm going to ask you, how did the, um, as an owner of an apartment complex, find out about you, you know, out on the West Coast or some, some far-flung area? It, it's, you know... I guess one of those crazy little things is we kind of been around for a while, so we attend some industry events and trade shows, but over time we've built such a client base. Uh, we kind of believe in educational marketing. We want people to know the things that are trending and happening online. So I'm kind of out there. I speak on webcasts. I do some public speaking events. Um, our company has, has been highly recognized. We, we now hold 21 different technology awards. You might have to move just because you have so many trophies. <laughs> I need a bigger trophy case. <laughs> and um, so people just now kind of come to us. And we're also in a little bit of a lead and follow industry. So we have some, some industry leaders that, that run on our platform. And then other people will see, wow, those guys are using it. They must have something, and they'll, they'll contact us. So you know, I have to ask you something that people mentioned to me about the the millennials that they they tend to uh they tend to want to rent more than more than own they want to be a little bit more mobile i mean i would think that would be terrific for your business a absolutely and we've been the last few years a benefactor of you know the housing crisis everybody went to renting the millennial market is definitely has that renter mentality i've actually spoken in some webcasts and done some research there. They just have a different mentality of home ownership. So it's, it's definitely a more mobile environment. Um, we're deeply in, into mobile, and we see more mobile traffic now. It's starting to match desktop in our, in our industry as far as people accessing by mobile, inquiring for apartments by mobile, leasing by mobile. So it's, it's fascinating, the, the shift that we've seen in the market. Well, this is the uh, part we call the checklist, and it's uh, the part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. Um, uh, Carrie, I'm going to ask you, do, do you play a musical instrument? And if you do, which one? <laughs> um, I, 
I play with the guitar a little a little bit. I, I, I you couldn't put me in a rock band, but but I do have a, an electric guitar and I and I play guitar a little bit. I wow. picked it up as a kid. I got away from it and I'm trying to get back into it. And and Patrick, I was going to ask you a question. Is uh, your background, I mean, this is a very high-tech end of the business. Is this what you uh, went to college for? Is this, were you always a techie guy? No, I, I started out um, in college with a degree in music and a degree in theater. So I went to New York in 1997 to do song and dance. Whoa. Uh, but that's the way you get venture capital, isn't That's it? exactly. Yeah. You're very good at the song and dance, right? <laughs> that's all jazz hands. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but in, uh, in 1998, we had the dot-com bubble in New York. And I got caught up into that and literally quit all my jobs in, in theater and music and s- bought a laptop and s- tried to start my first company at the bright age of 23 and, and failed miserably. But that got me into <laughs> the Silicon, uh, Silicon Alley of New York City. And I eventually joined GovWorks and we raised $65 million. Uh, we hired 250 people. They, they shot a movie about it called Startup.com. And that got me into and addicted to this thing called entrepreneurship. And so it's a bug that you can catch, and God help you if you do. And you, you came through that. I mean, it was a difficult time, but you didn't come and give up on the entrepreneurial idea. And no, I, this is not my first rodeo. I've started several different businesses in several different cities. And so it's exciting to be able to do it here in New Orleans because of the community around us. Patrick Carey, I want to take a minute to introduce you to Zubin Tarani. Now, we met Zubin through 52 businesses who specialize in uncovering entrepreneurs in the early stages of development. Uh, Zubin's entrepreneurial idea is called First Place. Uh, I will tell you that I don't know anything about the company either. We're all on the same page here. I'm going to give Zubin one minute to tell you about it. Uh, Then I'm going to give you a chance to ask Zubin one question, a question that you think he'll need to be able to answer to move his business forward. Uh, Zubin, give us your one-minute pitch. Absolutely. So thanks for having me here. Um, So First Place is a new way for landlords to find better tenants and maximize the value of of their property. So what we've done is we've developed a a seven-day process that culminates in the first ever bidding platform for rental properties. So let's say that I'm a landlord. Um, I want as much information about each tenant before I, I rent to them to make sure they're a good fit for me. So what we do is we provide information through background checks, credit checks, and each potential tenant's social media profile so we have a better idea of, of who they are and if they're a good fit. Um, the next thing is I want to be able to schedule as many housing visits as, as quickly and efficiently as possible. So we offer a, a scheduling tool for uh, landlords to maximize the amount of tenants they can show their property to. And, and finally, to help landlords better price their property, because in hot markets like New Orleans, rental prices are increasing by 70% in some areas, so it's difficult to know how to price it. We, we offer this competitive bidding tool for, for rental properties. Well, I'll be glad to, to kick it off since uh, he's a little bit in my world. What is your strategy to onboard landlords as well as potential renters onto your platform? Yeah, absolutely. So what we see currently in the in the industry is a lot of these landlords are using Craigslist. So there's like 3,000, about 3,000 postings a week on Craigslist. So what we want to do is let them keep doing their, their current habits. We don't want to break any of those habits. We just want to onboard them and say, try this platform, add a link to to our, our website here, and, and use this to actually go through the scheduling, the, the finding out about tenants, and actually the bidding pro- process as well. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that mainly works where it's a hot in the market. There are going to be multiple tenants for a given property, so that they actually have you know, the opportunity to price up 
or potentially even down. So tell me a little bit how you've seen this work in terms of pricing and the auction method for uh, rental properties. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it really depends. So a lot, a lot of landlords see that their property is, is staying on, on the market and um, they're not able to, to rent it out. And it's usually a pricing issue. Right. So, so in that situation, a tenant comes in and offers a lower price and it helps them turn over their rental property faster versus it, it just sitting and, and not uh, generating any revenue. And at the same time, for, for hot places that are very popular in great areas or um, a great rental property itself, we see this competitive process where um, landlords all of a sudden are getting more per month for, for that specific rental property than, than expected. So it, it does work both ways, kind of what you were saying. I'll take one extra question. What's the current state of, of affairs in your business? You have an app up. You have a, you have a, what's, what's the current state? Absolutely. So right now we have a, a landing page at first place spelled F-I-R-S-T dot co. And um, we're building out the platform on the back end, working with a lot of landlords, um, refining it and kind of tweaking it. And and we're set to launch uh, pretty soon. Zuvin, uh, thank you so much for coming by today. We'll look forward to following uh, your progress with First Place. We're going to stick around for a little longer after the show and talk some more about First Place. You'll be able to hear the rest of our conversation with Zubin Tarani on our website, itsneworleans.com. Patrick Comer, Kerry Kirby, we talk a lot about the success of the new entrepreneurial business world here in New Orleans, but very few entrepreneurs are as successful as you two. Your companies are on the forefront of the trailblazing that's going on in the local tech sector, and your influence is spreading way beyond the city. Uh, Congratulations on your success so far, and we look forward to watching what happens in the near future. Thanks, both of you, for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you for yeah, having Yeah, my pleasure. Us. Thanks. Great. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Patrick Homer. He's the uh, CEO of Federated Sample and Kerry Kirby, uh, President and CEO of 365 Connect. You can find out more about Patrick's samples and Kerry's connections by following the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our technical director today is Chris Keogh. The always well-groomed Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. And you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Baton Rouge-based PreSonus Audio Electronics. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. Thank you.